0: for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at the 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and. You know, we've been talking for quite a while about uh, Utah's unique position here in the United States and around the world in terms of economics and and opportunity, and we're not the only ones talking about it. Uh, A lot of other folks are are taking a look and taking a closer look at what's going on, uh, not just in downtown Salt Lake City, but across the state in terms of opportunity. And uh, today, an interesting uh, report came out. Business Insider uh, ranked the 17 uh, best uh, cities uh, in the Western U.S. to live after the pandemic. And uh, I thought we should break this down. And so we reached out to our good friend, Miles Hansen, who's the president and CEO of World Trade Center Utah uh, and this is a group that uh, promotes the prosperity of the state by attracting investment, increasing exports, uh, and are just a, a great force in our community. Miles, thanks for joining us today.
1: Boy, thanks for having me on. It's great to be with you as always.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, we've got to get the f- important question out first. I don't think this was part of the rankings, but today is National French Fry Day. Uh, so from your vantage point at the World Trade Center, Utah, best place for French fries in Utah?
1: No question for me, that's Crown
0: Burger Boy. Ah, you're Crown Burger
1: guy. got for French fries and hamburgers.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. Solid endorsement there. <laughs> uh, well, as we look at this uh, uh, broader perspective, I don't know if we can export our French fries uh, from Crown Burger, uh, but there's a lot of things we are exporting, a lot of things we're importing. Uh, but looking at this list, really interesting. Uh, Salt Lake was uh, at 14. Ogden was ranked 11. Provo was ranked 9th. And Logan, Utah. Logan, Utah was ranked as uh, number one on that list, Uh, and a lot of these are uh, some interesting factors. But from your perspective at the World Trade Center, what is it in these cities in Utah that uh, is getting everyone to take notice?
1: You know, Boyd, I think that this uh, the the rankings that we're focused on today help highlight a a few trends that existed pre-pandemic, but that they're going to continue to play a role and, in fact, an increased role in driving our growth here in Utah. First off, uh, one of the factors they used in the ranking was taking a look at the, the, the strength of the economy. Clearly, Utah had one of the strongest economies in the country pre-pandemic. It also ranked uh, how educated a workforce is. And, again, Utah is at the top of the charts there. And it also looked at, you know, cost of living and housing and, and, and food and, and everything else. That's somewhere where Utah has been good, but we clearly have a bit of a challenge. Our strength in this area has diminished as we continue to grow. And then the, the other factor that is unique to the pandemic is they looked at the abundance of jobs that can be done at home or in the office. And just the makeup of Utah's economy, we have one of the most diverse economies in the country. And that lends itself to, to exactly this, an abundance of jobs that like we're learning during the pandemic, we can be very productive working at home. And so these factors were driving our growth before the pandemic. And, Boyd, I think what we're seeing is that all those factors are going to play an increased role, and our growth is going to accelerate as we get through the pandemic and post-pandemic, which means that we can all expect it to see some good growth, a strong economy, doing relatively well. But at the same time, we know that there are a lot of challenges with growth. And as policymakers, we we got to get out in front of that to make sure that we find a way to protect our quality of life, even while absorbing the growth that is inevitably coming.
0: Yeah, and that really does uh, become a leadership issue, to be sure. Uh, you and I have been talking about this for two years now, uh, that Utah really is poised to be uh, not just this crossroads of the West, but crossroads to the world. Uh, and uh, talk to me for a minute about some of those policies. What are some of those things all of us should have our eye on so that we can be ready for the opportunity that will come post-pandemic, the challenges that will come with that growth?
1: Yep, absolutely. So, so growth is a two-edged sword. And on one hand, growth is good. It creates jobs, high-paying jobs. It helps support prosperity. It helps create resiliency in the economy. And we're seeing that right now as Utah is faring better than a lot of other states in the country. And it also increases Utah's influence around the world. And, and, and Boyd, we've talked about this a lot, but I strongly believe that we're uh, entering into a period of increased conflict and more challenges globally but also here nationally. And so the more influence that Utah has, the more that we can have a leavening effect on the country and, and the rest of the world. And that's a positive thing, in my opinion. But at the same time, we all know the growth creates more traffic. It leaves there quality issues. Just this past weekend, I went up Big Cottonwood Canyon. And I'll tell you, boy, it was like a traffic jam up and back on a Saturday afternoon in July. And so that says that if we want to protect our quality of life, we're going to have to make some significant investments in, in, in doing so. And, you know, boy, I think it's important for uh, our listeners today to go check out the latest volume of the Utah Leads Together plan. In there, the, the, the thought leaders that helped put that together laid out a few things that we should be doing over a 100 day horizon, a you know, relatively short term, but also a 500 day horizon to help make sure that as we respond to the pandemic, we're doing it in a way that both will uh, help us achieve the benefits of growth. while also working right here, right now to put in the policies and the plans that, that will help us mitigate some of those downsides of that growth.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so important. And and so often we allow some of these policy debates uh, to really become the false choice. It's the, the either, or uh, it's either growth or horrible air. And uh, I think the plan and everything that you've been talking about are things that we can do both. We can, uh, we can make sure we preserve our air quality or quality of life uh, and we can grow and be a, a force for good around the world and, and be an economic force to be reckoned with around the world as well.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think that uh, looking at the Together plan, you know, I, just, I just pulled it open myself uh, while we're talking. And I encourage everyone in, in the 500-day time horizon, you know, there are five critical actions that, that we recommended. One is that the state makes strategic investments right now to protect that quality of life. And so that means that we we can't take our foot off the gas pedal of investing in increasing mass transportation, increasing the ability and the access to our mountains and our great natural resources that that make life here so attractive. We can't let our canyons get overrun. To do that, we're going to have to find ways to safely and sustainably make investments in other parts of the state uh, right off the, off the Wasatch Front, but including here as well, to make it so that we can have a sustainable amount of people up there recreating. You know, it talks about other strategic investments in the inland port area, making sure that's sustainable and green and contributes to enhancing our air quality, not making it worse, as well as making investments in the point of the mountain and making sure that we do that right in a way that's going to help us uh, protect our quality of, uh, of life. It, always ta- it also talks about taking action to sharpen our focus on economic inclusion. And this gets back to the urban-rural divide that we've talked a lot about as well as from the east-west divide that we get right here in Salt Lake County in terms of making sure that we're creating the types of jobs and access to those jobs for every Utahn, mm-hmm. and not just people who are one, part of one uh, living in one part of the state geographically or, or from one part of the socioeconomic spectrum. And real quickly here, it talks about uh, developing a key sector strategy. These are targeted industries. What we want to be known for globally here in Utah and how do we streamline the work that's happening along the pipeline from research at universities to education that's happening to the type of companies that we are uh, helping to accelerate their growth here in the state. It also focuses on achieving a higher trajectory of global leadership and growth. And obviously, this is what World Trade Center, Utah. What our focus is, and is making sure that we are using our global engagement in a way that's going to benefit Utahns and that we can derive very specific benefits benefit for our companies here and not just working to achieve growth at any cost, because that's not going
0: to be in anybody's interest. Fantastic. Uh, Great insight, as always, from Miles Hansen, uh, President and CEO of World Trade Center Utah. Uh, And, Miles, just as I I let you go, always appreciate your insight. I think we are really well positioned. Uh, And you mentioned some of those challenges. Some of our texters have chimed in on the the housing challenge, and that's one we definitely got to grapple and and get to. Uh, I want to wrap up just real quickly here. Uh, we're, we're about to launch a 55-day moonshot challenge uh, for the people of Utah as we're dealing with the coronavirus, and uh, it's 55 days between now and Labor Day, and so we're challenging everyone that it, there's there's compelling questions for every Utah uh, If we want our children back in school for the fall, if we want the economy to keep uh, going as we've been talking about in this segment, if we want to be able to gather and go to church and weddings and funerals. Uh, if we want to build a business uh, there, the question is really, what are we willing to do? And are we really willing to to have a moonshot moment to really come together united uh, as a state and say, this is what we are willing to do. Uh, we, we've got a Facebook page set up, uh, Utah's 55 day moonshot challenge. And uh, we're going to invite everyone to to join us on the journey here. And I, I know, Miles, you guys have been leading out on a lot of these conversations of what can each of us do today to help quell the pandemic, make sure we get everything rolling properly, and then we can rocket forward uh, as we get on top of this thing?
1: Yeah, we'll look for thank you for your leadership in that. Look forward to supporting it 100%. You know, this is an opportunity for cooperation and collective action. Uh, very, very simple things like wearing a mask, uh, social distancing, washing our hands, you know, checking, tem- checking temperatures before we go to the office. There's no reason why well, we need to shut down parts of our economy or not show up to, to work and do other things, because we have very simple things that everybody can do. You know, but I, I know we're running out of time here. Uh, just over the weekend, I saw someone make a point. You know, in the Bible, we, we read a story about people who were afflicted with an illness. All they had to do was look up at a staff uh, snake on it, and there was uh, some, some direction and some support that helped them. Uh, overcome that challenge. It was a simple thing, and because it was so simple, a lot of people chose not to do it. Yeah. And right here today, we've got some pretty simple things that people can do, and we all have the ability to do it. Yeah. But it's up to us to accept this Moonshot challenge and, and to do these simple things to do it. And I think we can have great confidence that we're going to move forward in a really strong, compelling way we're going to be able to challenge or tackle the challenges that come with growth and harness it in a way that's going to benefit every Utah. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's up to individuals and their families deciding that they're going to accept this Moonshot Challenge and they do these simple things. And if we do it, there's great success out there awaiting us. Yeah. But if we fail to do it, then we're going to have some consequences as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Miles Hansen, appreciate your leadership. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today.
1: Thank you, Boyd. Have a great day.
0: All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, I'm going to tell you a little more about the Moonshot Challenge. Uh, it was 1962 when President Kennedy delivered his visionary remarks and called the nation to come together to get something extraordinary done. Find out how you can join us coming up next.
1: I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold.